0: Spring cleaning has started, and the Calgary Flames are holding on to every ancient artifact. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zararis And we have to kind of just get the facts straight and really lay out the critical thinking aspects and how you should basically a little bit of media literacy heading into the off season. And uh, Nick, how are you doing today?
1: Other than the fact it's 91 degrees in April and there's a brush fire like five miles down the road that like oh has happened. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. But other than that, we're doing fine. I'm going to a barbecue as soon as we're done with this episode. It's the Friday happy hour episode. We're thriving.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it's great. um We're just, you know, ignoring quite literally everything's on fire, but like, it, it's fine. It's perfect. Um, so thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We are here for you every single day. Uh, really looking forward to the off-season content that we have planned because there's there's a lot to go through and you might need a little bit more than just the off-season to really get through everything that the Flames have caused us to spiral into.
1: Yeah, the Flames have been embroiled in a lot of the biggest storylines in the last 12 months of the nhl season they had two bona fide stars go somewhere else they replaced them with reasonable facsimiles for their production they have a coach who's won multiple championships they have a team that on paper is very talented a vesna finalist goalie a defenseman that if everything breaks right could be a Norris candidate in a good season. The, the Flames are a very fascinating team to look at from the 10,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. When when you, when you actually look at them though and you start like you know peeling back the curtains, peeling back the layers, whatever expression you want to look There's not really a whole lot going on. The the Flames are the quintessential mid-team. They are the last team out, excuse me, the first team out of all the teams in the playoffs. They're going to finish with the best record of any team that doesn't make the playoffs in the Western Conference. And to be frank, in a normal year, they wouldn't have been this close to begin with. Like they finished with, I want to say, 92 standings points, which most years that's going to leave you four or five back of the last wild card. Mm -hmm. But because the West this year and the league in general, I know we talked about this, I want to say last month, maybe in February even. This has been one of the worst NHL seasons in terms of just quality. Because you have like 10 teams who legitimately, first day of the season, got off the bus, no aspirations to make the playoffs.
0: No. And you knew who those teams were going into it. Yeah. So, I didn't think Columbus was going to be as bad as they were.
1: No. The, no. The
0: Ducks, the Canucks. You know, just – oh, my God. The Canucks
1: were not supposed to be this bad. The Ducks no. intentionally – I mean, the Ducks signed a bunch of free agents purely so they could trade them at the deadline and get more assets. But John Klinberg wasn't very good, so they didn't get a lot in return for him. But, yeah, the Flames in a very, in a season where it was right there in front of them – I had that stat the other day about their record against non-playoff teams. Well, they, they were, I want to say, 8-2 where is it – Non-playoff teams, 16, 13, and 8 this season against non-playoff teams. And that's (laughs) your San Jose's, your Chicago's. That's your season right there. Your one loss to San Jose and your three losses to Chicago. I know one of the losses to Chicago was in overtime. Chicago's one of the worst teams ever assembled. The Blackhawks mm-hmm. were assembled. They gave away guys last summer. They gave away Debrinket for basically nothing. They nothing. gave away Kirby Doc for basically nothing because they knew they wanted to be in the, in the mix to get at Bedard this year. So until teams start being more honest with themselves and until the Flames can kind of figure all that out, and that's something we're going to talk about a little more in the second segment, is just – until you're realistic with what you want to do and your actions match up with your messaging, you're going to be where the flames are, which is that soggy middle, which is where no one wants to be.
0: Yeah, no, I was actually going through the YouTube comments like when I got home from work probably half an hour ago and someone commented it was like your biggest crush is picking in like from 14 to 18. And I was like, yeah, we the flames probably do have a crush on just that god awful mid spot. Of draft picks.
1: This is a good draft this year. So, like, that draft pick is worth more this year than it would be in most years. Yeah. But still, you either want to be a team that's in the mid to late 20s, you want to be 24 and back, or you want to be in the top 10 with a chance to slide up into that top three. Unless you're in one of those spots. Uh, if you're the last team in, like you as the Predators last year who got killed by the Avalanche in the first round, it's nice. You get two extra home games. You make a little extra money. But you got to be realistic. You know you're not winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs>
0: No, they're in, you know, there definitely are teams, I think, you know, more so in the West. Um, I, I feel like the East is just a different creature in itself. But like in the West, I feel like most of these teams are just kind of like extra revenue. Woohoo. None of them really have, I, mean, besides, I guess, Edmonton really establishing themselves.
1: No, no, it's different. It's different. So let's get going on the first topic we have here, something we were going to talk about the other day, but we kind of got carried away talking about something like we just did for the first five minutes of today's episode, (laughs) but just media literacy, basic sports media literacy. So when you see someone report something, your first thought needs to be who's reporting this, who's benefiting from this and who's getting hurt by this being reported because when information is given to journalists, it is not given out of the kindness of that person's heart. It is being given so it gets reported to advance a specific agenda. I know I was reading earlier today, it was breakup day, the Flames had their media availability, reading the quotes, whatever. Okay, that's verbatim quotes, that's not speculation, that's not I'm hearing. That's one thing. If you are, you know, it's breakup day, guys are made available to the media. That's, you know, there's no disputing that. There's no, this isn't benefiting anyone or hurt anyone. That's verbatim. When you see re- re- source reporting that sources close to the organization think or fam- in people familiar with the thinking of X, that type of stuff, it leads you to the, well, I need to think about this for a second. Because a lot of the reporting we've seen right now is Bradtree Living was given offered an extension during the course of the season. And he said, we'll deal with this later. I don't want to worry about this right now. And from what I've read, that was either in December or January, where he said, okay, I don't want to deal with this anymore. We'll worry about it after the season. Now that got reported again today. The other part of that is Daryl Sutter has, I think it's $8 million left on his contract over the next two. You said that very fast.
0: Yeah, because it's been burned in my brain since I saw the tweet yesterday, and I can't stop thinking about how they're paying him $8 million.
1: Over the next two years, yeah. So that that being reported, that's probably just your straightforward. Gallows not walking away from that money. If you want to fire him and pay, him, pay that out, you can do that, but you have to fire him to do that. He's not just going to walk away out of the kindness no. of his heart.
0: No. No one, and I said this on yesterday's episode, no one in their right mind no. is willingly walking away from that money. I don't care if you're the richest person on the earth and like to you to them like that 8 million is like 100 bucks to you know us normal people but um no one is walking away from that money is money it changes things um Sutter is a family oriented human being and he knows that you know they have the farm but also you know some liquid cash is also really good to pass down as well
1: yeah definitely definitely so because the flames are in that position where until they decide what they're doing with brad they probably can't decide what they're going to do with daryl so that's priority number one and something we're going to talk about a lot in the next segment about what are the priorities for the organization going forward until you you decide a we're either bringing brad back or b brad's leaving okay then you have to decide okay Can we bring in someone here who's going to work with Daryl? Do we want Daryl's input on who we bring in to work over him? What's our process going to look like for replacing Brad if we don't want him to come back? And if he comes back, what are our expectations for him? Because you have a team that underperformed expectations and you're bringing back the GM, the coach, and the bulk of the team. So how are you going to sell that to your fans who, you know, Uh, through thick and thin here i've gotten kind of went through the ringer this year you heard guys on the team say it Backlund himself said it this is the most draining difficult season i've had in my career and that's somebody who's been in the league a long time now so it's really going to be hard to sell that to people that we're just going to run it back with the same exact group and it's just going to be better this year because it can't possibly go as bad as it did this year that's a hard sell
0: i i don't know how like this could logically work um can they shift Sutter's role like into an advisor? Yeah,
1: they okay. can make it, they could give him a fake job. There are plenty of guys who, who have that who they don't want to fire them because they don't want to have to pay them to do nothing. So they'll give them a title in the front office where they'll be a special advisor or advisor the advisor to, the, to the team president, advisor to the GM or just a consultant you know that's a blanket title you can use for pretty much anything in a front office they could do that as well if that was an avenue they wanted to pursue because it's clear the owner's relationship with daryl has a lot more weight and they wouldn't just tell him to get lost it would be well we want to change we want to go in a different direction but we're going to take care of you that's how i'd imagine that would go yeah
0: and i mean i respect that you know you're not going to Burn. i mean you could burn bridges this is the nhl for god's sake anything is possible but i feel like uh there is too much respect for daryl sutter uh from ownership oh yeah. and again that the lines are blurred and it's kind of our job to uh, find some clarity amongst these things and right now with the state of twitter and the way that it is turn on notifications for like your your you the insiders you know are actually these insiders so you don't get duped come July 1st.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do it
0: preemptively. So just you gotta just do it beforehand. Otherwise it could get messy. But coming up next, we are going to talk about some of the priorities of the off season with the Calgary Flames because um there is quite a lot to um, just dissect but before we do that I do want to tell you um, about eBay Motors and uh, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit um, not the Calgary Flames roster and the same thing goes with your vehicle so for parts that fit head to eBay Motors and look for the green check and stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit eBay Motorsports or sorry eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. So, thanks everyone for hanging out with us here on Lockdown Flames. And make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we're ad free on Amazon. And I don't know if anyone's been on Twitter living online terminally like us, but there's an ad in Times Square.
1: That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, making moves. Us, Sabrina Carpenter had an ad up there a few weeks ago. Haley Steinfeld. You know, we're we're, we're moving we're the needle. Up there, right a with bit. Them. moving the needle a little bit. Yeah,
0: just a little bit. Yeah. Um. What? Okay. Outside of Brad Tree Living, what is like your one A? My
1: players? the most important thing is they need to decide what they are. Are they a Stanley Cup contender? Are they going to say we're we're just going to try and make the playoffs? Are they going to say we're going to take a step back and try and re- des- redesign our roster a little bit? And whatever the result of the season is, it doesn't really matter because it's about the year after that. Mm-hmm. No, that's really what matters more than who they pick to be the GM, who they pick to be the coaches. What is our goal? Right. If you don't have a clear, defined, set outlook of – we expect to contend for a Stanley cup or we want to make the playoffs or we want to redesign our roster. So if we take a step back, that's okay. Until you make your decision, which of those three lanes you are in, you're always going to struggle when you don't have clarity about your direction. Cause then people aren't exactly sure because you have Darrell coaching every single game. Like it's game seven of the Stanley cup final, where he's going to run a short bench. Guys are going to get skipped over. He's going to be inclined to go with what's working as opposed to sticking with something that might not be working over a long, Long period of time. So once you decide what you want to be, then you can decide okay, if we want to retool our roster and take a step back, can Brad do that? Or do we want someone else to do that? Or do we want Brad to double down on the group he's already assembled and push more chips in the middle and go for a Stanley Cup? Or do we want to stay where we are, get a new GM, get a new coach, and kind of see if maybe there's something more we can get out of this group? Those are your three paths forward, really. Other than that, I can't see. I can't see anything I can't see another path other than those three. I don't think the only way there's a fourth path is if they side we're blowing it up because you've got a lot of the one year contract guys going into next after next season where you're talking about Lindholm, Hannafin, etc. You saw what Lindholm said today. That wasn't exactly the most um committed response to staying in Calgary long term, but that's only that's the fourth path realistically those are your four avenues for going forward and until you decide which of those you are you're going to be in this state of limbo
0: yeah absolutely and i think that you know it it's so hard to picture like these conversations and you know it doesn't just happen overnight these are conversations that happen over weeks and months of time but ultimately they should have a decision made by now. This isn't yes. something you continue to sleep on. Like you you saw how the season went through the whole 82 games. You witnessed that god-awful dumpster fire, and you owe it to your players, the people you are employing to to do something better than whatever yeah. it was. And especially especially the guys who basically said, I don't know if I'm coming back next year or the year after next, like I'll deal with that contract when when it gets here. Um, just the non-committal answers are just not um they're not very reassuring to me and what this future oh, may look like.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, we talk about this all the time. There's 32 teams in the league. Mm-hmm. 10 of those teams eliminate themselves from the playoffs the first day of the season. So we're talking about 20 teams. Of those 20 teams, 12 are actively trying to be Stanley Cup champions. Of those 12, about five or six actually have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Right now, the Flames are one of the 20 teams that thinks they're competing for the Stanley Cup but isn't actually in the tier where they're close enough to be considered even a tangential threat to winning the Stanley Cup because of the way the roster is assembled right now. Again, until you're honest with your intentions and what your goals are, you're going to get stuck in this soggy middle more often than not because if the coach is coaching the team for one specific result, but the GM's assembling a roster to pursue a different one of those avenues, you're going to have disconnect. You're going to have you're going to have a lack of clarity, which has been the entire season is why aren't these guys playing well? They're better than this. And that was the entire season.
0: Yeah. And I think that not having like a clear cut defined path is just going to create so many issues of like false hope and saying like, Oh, well, like we got this, we can do this. When you clearly can't because you tried to do it already, it's not working. And Something has to change. I don't know what direction they'll go in, but it has to be something.
1: So I'll leave you with this as food for thought before we move on to the next segment. Brad's been on the job for 10 seasons. They made the playoffs five of those 10 seasons. That speaks to the some years we're going to get in and see what happens when we get there. But other than last year, and last year kind of came a little bit out of nowhere, not at any point in that 10-year window were they legitimate Stanley Cup contenders yeah. other than last year. So it, it, if you're banking on one out of every 10, maybe you get a chance of winning a Stanley Cup. That's not, that's not a great ratio. I, I, the, the best way to win a championship, especially in hockey, is you need as many cracks at it as you possibly can. Because it's really hard to get through three rounds of the playoffs just to get to the final and then win in the final. Winning 16 games over the course of two and a half months is the hardest thing to do in the four major sports. The hockey playoffs are the highest variance, meaning the lower seeded team wins more often than the higher seed, the most out of any of the four major sports in North America. So you need as many cracks at it as you can get. You think about the Lightning. It took them 10 years after they drafted Steven Stamkos to finally win Mm -hmm. one. The Capitals, it took them 13 years, 14 years after they drafted Ovechkin to win one. The Penguins, Crosby, that's only five years. That's a little bit shorter than the rest. The Blues repeated playoff appearances before they eventually broke through. The Avalanche repeated playoff appearances before they finally broke through. So until you are consistently in the playoffs, every year, and not every other year, and not two out of every three. If you need to be in the playoffs every single year with a sustained core of guys in their prime, that is the way to go forward. And until you do that, you're, you're just fooling yourself because just get in is not a playoff mentality that's going to result in a championship.
0: No, it's not. And, you know, again, does this team even have a true core after yeah. –
1: I would say it has a core. It has a few core pieces to build around, but it definitely needs more. This is not a core of an elite team. There are good players here. And we'll talk. Well, we're running up against the clock here before we move on to the next segment, but we'll talk about this a little at the start of the next one. There are good pieces here. They need more to supplement the guys that are here that are going to be here for an extended period of time. But there's Mm -hmm. a decent core here.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to see what the summer of whoever brings upon (gasps) us and before we move on i do want to tell you about game time uh game time is a fantastic app that you can use to uh get tickets last minute tickets to local events um i know that i am not um in really prime location for any playoff spot right now um Montreal, you couldn't do it for me. Uh, but no, I'll probably use Game Time to get some games to the Bruins or uh, travel on down to unfortunate Long Island. And uh, Game Time will help save me money when I uh, use code locked on NHL for $20 off. And it, this is the perfect, perfect place for flash sales, best seats at the lowest price guarantee. And you will always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. So head on over to GameTime.co uh, or the GameTime app today. Create an account. Use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. And thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Mosto and at Nick Zararis. What? What is? What? What? Where do we go from here?
1: Okay, so the first part we just talked about is until you identify your vision, what you want to do. The next part of that is figuring out who you want to direct and lead that vision. You're seeing around the league. You've already seen. Three co- two coaches, a GM, and a president get dismissed over the le- over the- just today. You woke up this morning, you woke up this morning, and you saw Hextall and Burke out in Pittsburgh. Dallas Eakins wasn't renewed, he was a lame duck coach. And um, like 10 minutes before we started recording, the Capitals and Lobulette agreed they were going to go in separate ways. So those are organizations that all said, we know this didn't work this year. This is not acceptable. We need to change what we're doing. And the Ducks, they're still kind of a blank slate, still kind of in that talent accumulation process where they're probably at least a year away from being considered a serious threat to the playoffs. Pittsburgh dramatically underperformed expectations. And the roster, the roster wasn't, assembled well frankly uh, they got great seasons out of the three stars crosby and malkin both played all 82 games letang missed like a month and a half between the loss of his father and the knee injury he had but he was still outstanding when he did play unbelievable the, the, goal, the goaltending just a mess in pittsburgh washington mm-hmm. The Washington, I think they realized they weren't really a a, a good a good enough to even make the playoffs. They sold at the deadline and figure if we're retooling, is Peter Laviolette really the coach to lead a retooling roster next year? They said no. There's a few other situations to keep an eye on. There are some teams that in the first round of the playoffs, if it goes particularly bad for them, you could see a change in direction at the coaching position for a couple of those teams. But until the Flames decide where they want to go from here, you're in limbo. If it seems like the first thing they have to figure out is if brad is coming back or not Mm -hmm. until they do that you're not going to get a decision on daryl either way i i'm operating under the assumption daryl's back no matter what and that brad is back if he wants to be but if they if brad doesn't want to come back he wants to go somewhere else they'll bring in someone else um i i'm assuming everybody's familiar everyone's seen the rumblings that kyle dubis is going to be the Kyle Dubas is going to be the eye of everyone's desire this offseason to replace as GM or president of Hockey Ops, depending where you are. Uh, he's in a lame duck contract as well. If the Leafs win a first-round series against the Lightning this year, I'd assume he's going to re-up and stay in Toronto, where he's got the unlimited resources. If they don't make it out of the first round, I assume both him and Sheldon Keith will be dismissed. Those are two guys who will not be unemployed for long. They've oh. got solid NHL track records. It's just a matter of they haven't gotten lucky. I, I, I forget. I think it was Dom Lashusian of The Athletic tweeted that the chances of the Leafs losing six – Games six elimination games in a row is like seven decimal places over. That's where the first digit starts. That's how unlikely it is that they've lost seven elimination games in a row. So yeah, yeah, bad luck to some degree, but until you decide what you want the Flames to be, you can't get involved in this. the other stuff where, you know, like we said on the episode I was on the other day, you can't do your exit interviews until you know who's conducting the exit interviews.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's just... I do not know I do not know. I d I don't know. I don't expect the Flames to have an answer on day one or day two of the off season, but
1: No, they're not, the not that opposite, type of team.
0: Yeah. Like I just I feel like the longer things kind of sit and stew, um, it, it could very well end poorly for the Flames. Um it reminds me of the summer that they kept Jeff Ward as yeah. they named him their their head coach, and they were like, yeah, no, we didn't interview anyone else. We just knew he was our guy. That, that's really not how job searching and finding the best candidate works.
1: No, that's this. that's not a good process. And that's another part of this. What is their process? Yeah. Who is meeting with the owner right now to say, this is what we're doing with Brad. Are you okay with this? Who's the intermediary between those two that's going to facilitate that? yeah That's probably part of this is, well... I'm assuming that Brad will probably more than likely leave because he realizes that this is kind of a, a no-win situation. I mean, it's, a hard, it's one of the more difficult ones in the league right now. The jobs that are going to be available or could become available, it's one of the more challenging ones because the roster's pretty locked in, at least for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. They've got money tied up in a few guys who are on the older side, particularly Kadri and Huberdeau, who are a little bit older to have that much money tied up in them. So it's not an easy situation for someone to come walk in and say, "Oh, I can fix this." Anybody who's coming in and saying, "I can fix this," is full of it. Now, generally, you speaking,
0: need immense amount of therapy. Yeah, but like, yeah, there are a lot
1: of there are a lot of people who look at the roster and say, "You got to blow it up." you got to take subtract two or three of the expensive the expensive guys who have one year left on their deals get assets reset the roster and go for it for the 2024-2025 season which you know is two years from now mm-hmm. but that's a hard sell to tell an owner you know somebody who's in their 70s who's like hey I don't know how many of these I got left in me I don't know I'd like to win a Stanley Cup before I die that yeah. kind of thing it's a hard sell to tell your owner well if the team is bad then people aren't going to come to the games. So it's really hard to sell your ownership on, hey, we need to take a step back and do what's right for the overall health of the team as opposed to the health of the franchise right now. This ties back to what we talked about in the last segment. What are your intentions? Is it just to get in the playoffs so you make that revenue? Okay, if you really want to get one more Stanley Cup before you die, there's a specific path you have to take to do that. And just trying to get in the playoffs as the seventh or the eighth best team in the conference is not the best path to achieving that goal of winning a championship.
0: No, you can't just coast to uh, a Stanley Cup championship. That isn't how it works. Um, you know, players wouldn't want it this bad if it was easy. Because if it was easy, everyone would have a Stanley Cup. Uh, but I'm I'm very perplexed on this whole "oh blow it up" thing because I feel like every single summer, Flames fans are just like, "Blow it up." Like, is is that the answer, or are Flames fans just being dramatic?
1: Um, So, it's two two parts to this, because I was talking with one of my friends about this the other day. We were DMing back and forth about it, and I said, if you blow it up, that's a four-year commitment. That is a four-year commitment to not being a good team. At at the very least, it's four years before you can realistically expect to be a playoff team again. Yes, you have a few pieces you're high on. You like what you've seen from Peltier. You think Coronado can play. Dustin Wolf will probably make the NHL roster next year. Okay, those are three building blocks. You have Rasmus Anderson. You have Codri. You have Huberto. Okay, what other than those guys do you have? Tafoli's going into a walk year. Elias Lindholm is going into a walk year. Noah Hannafin is going into a walk year. You have Mackenzie Weger locked up. That's a good piece to have. You have Brandon Tana, but he is consistently injured. So you need to decide what exactly you want this team to be. I'm If you said we're blowing this up and we're going to do this the right way, and you came out and said it way ahead of time, the way the Rangers did a couple years ago, where you're, you keep the fans in the loop. You be honest with them up front. We know we aren't going to win a championship with this group. We like these guys. They're all very talented. But we know there's a defined ceiling with this group. We need to take a step back for a few seasons, accumulate some younger guys. That way we can have a five- or six-year window where we think we can really win the championship each one of those years. Because that's the only way in today's NHL. You need to get as many cracks at it as you can.
0: Yeah, and it's um, it's not easy. And No, is- it's not. <laughs> None of this decision-making is easy because it's not just the short-term picture you're looking at. Uh, because, you know, if you blow it up and you have those three, four years that, you know, you're going to stink, you- you're going to have to find a new coach yeah. in that process as well. Because I don't think Daryl Sutter is going to go into his mid to late 60s coaching no so.
1: no that's I'm the crazy. other thing if you really want to do the rebuild you need a new coach and an EGM and can you convince your owner to pay Daryl eight million dollars to not no. coach
0: maybe because they're friends but if it was anyone else no yeah but <laughs> we'll have to see if uh, some more spring cleaning happens this weekend and if you are of course interested in following along with, you know, teams that can actually compete. Uh, maybe you want to listen to Locked on Panthers uh, to hear about how our good friend Matthew Kachuk is going to be terrorizing the city of Boston. It's it's fine. Um, and hang out with, uh, you know, the national show every day as well. But most of all, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts and our Twitter handles are on the screen. And just
1: have a good weekend. It's Friday.
0: It, it, hopefully it's nice and sunny in Calgary because I'm ready to like go have a beer on my porch and just slam the laptop shut until Monday.
1: Don't check your email until Monday morning. Have a good weekend.